I think sometimes in the moment we feel flustered or we feel like we have to have all the answers and it's just not true. So take the time to listen, understand what's their deeper motivation, what's their goal, what are they hoping to get out of this? And then say, hey, I'm just going to sit back with this for a little bit. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to come up with some ideas. From CEO School, it's Wind Down Wednesday. Pour yourself a drink and join us for CEO Happy Hour as we share the messy behind the scenes, straight talk, and real world advice to help you level up in leadership and life. Cheers. I am so excited to dive into today's episode with you because you're going to be talking about the art of negotiation. And I know a lot of you have end of year bonuses coming up that you might have an opportunity to negotiate a promotion. Um, Maybe it's just holiday plans between you and your partner and who's spending more time with which member of the family. Regardless, negotiation is one of the most important, not just business, but life skills that we believe that you can grow and create. And it's something that's going to serve you in every aspect of your life. And lucky for you, I was raised by a master negotiator. My dad was uh, an incredible negotiator and he taught me everything I knew. He was a self-made entrepreneur and a big part of his job was negotiating real estate deals. So he was in real estate in Atlanta. And I had a front row seat to really watch this all happen and play out. And it's so fascinating because looking back, it was just such a game for him. And I think as I've grown into uh, adulthood and in business, negotiation is a game. It's really just who's going to win, who's going to come out on top. And so it's all about finding win-win scenarios. And I'm a big believer, my dad was a big believer, that there is always a winning scenario for everyone, but you have to come to the table prepared and most importantly, you have to be willing to ask. So today's episode, I'm going to go deep into really the top three things that I think are required in any successful negotiation so that you can get that promotion ask for the raise, uh, close more sales in your business, and have better conversations and um, communication with your partner, spouse, family members. So the first step of a successful negotiation is just understanding what is the other person's motivation. So I think that we have this inaccurate belief that everything's about money. And, you know, if your boss has a two-week maternity leave, we just make the assumption that it's because he's cheap and doesn't want to spend the money. I think it's really easy to just go to, it's about the money. But the reality is it's never always all about money. We all have different internal drivers and things that really motivate us to show up. You know, maybe it's significance and how we look to our peers. Maybe it's um, the ability to have more time with our family. We all have these different internal drivers. So anytime you go into any negotiation setting, I want you to remember it's not just about money. So it's really easy to assume, you know, It's just because they're cheap, they don't want to spend more money. But if we start asking more questions and pulling back those layers of the onion, you're going to understand that there's actually a deeper motivation at play. And when you understand that, you can create a proposal and a win-win scenario that's going to allow you both to win. So for example, you might think this maternity leave, you're, you know, the boss of this company just doesn't want to spend any money, which might be true, very well could be true, but it could just be that this came across his desk and he signed it and no female employee has ever pushed back against it. Um, You know, his deeper motivation might be making sure that he has a really strong, healthy, happy team. And this isn't something that anybody's brought to his attention before. So 
at this point in the negotiation process, you're not proposing anything. You're not asking for anything. You just want to understand why is this proposal the way that it is. So here's a couple of questions to ask at this point. What's the best case scenario for you? You know, ask, what is your dream scenario? How would you like this to end up? What are you hoping to get out of this? What's your goal here? You know, just real talk. What are you trying to accomplish? What would be considered a win for you? And just taking the time to dig deeper and understand, hey, what's actually motivating you to even be a part of this deal? Um, And how can we create a scenario where there is a win-win? So once you understand the deeper motivation, and usually this takes some time and it's not always in one conversation, maybe the first conversation you're just saying, hey, help me understand, you know, um, what's the goal here? What's the win-win? And then never rush anything. So maybe you have that conversation and I want you to actually take some time and say, okay, thank you for bringing this to my attention. I understand, you know, why the current maternity leave policy is the way that it is. Or I now understand why the deal that's being proposed to me is X amount of dollars and why the terms are the way that they are. Um, And then let them know, hey, it's really important to me. It's really important to me that we achieve that goal as well. Let them know you're on the same team. It is not you against them. We're on the same team here. Hey, it's also really important to me that we spend a good amount of time with both our families at the holidays, right? If that's what you're negotiating, it's really important to me. So what I want to do right now is I want to take some time. I want to come up with some other creative ideas. I want to do some research and I want to come back to you with a proposal. So there's no rush I think sometimes in the moment we feel flustered or we feel like we have to have all the answers and it's just not true. So take the time to listen, understand what's their deeper motivation, what's their goal, what are they hoping to get out of this and then say, hey, I'm just going to sit back with this for a little bit. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to come up with my ideas. And then when you're ready on your time, come back and propose a win-win scenario. So here's a great example of this. I asked our designer last week if she was able to add on an additional project on a really tight timeline. So we've been working on this great project. We're so excited to launch it. And of course, under the wire, all these little things are coming up. And I asked, hey, can you just send over a proposal to also do XYZ? It's really important that we do this right. And while it wasn't in the initial scope of work, I want to understand, A, is it something that you could make happen? And what would that budget look like? And she came back to me and instead of saying, yes, I can do it. And here's a quote. She actually said, hey, um, I don't know if this would work, but if you're open to it, I would actually love to do a one-on-one with you. And I have some ideas about the business growth and direction I can take it. I know you don't really do one-on-one. I also know it's really expensive and it's probably not like an equal time trade, but I just thought I'd put it out there. So in that moment, I immediately said, yes, I don't ever trade for services. She's absolutely right. The only time that we work with people one-on-one is in our 2.0 environment, and that's a $30,000 investment. So it wasn't an equal dollar trade, but I was motivated by time. I wanted to get this done under deadline. I wanted to do it with her because she'd done the whole completion of the rest of the product. I loved working with her and I wanted to, in the next 48 hours, pump out something that I knew was an unrealistic ask, but it was important to me. And so she knew that she had the upper hand, so to speak, and that this was a great opportunity for her to get something that she might not otherwise get. And we both were able to create a phenomenal win-win out of it. I got a brand new project under a massively tight deadline that's going to be phenomenal for the company. And she got some consulting time that is not something that 
we normally would have had time for or even offered in our services. So what's what I want you to understand here is had it all been about money and the dollar trade, no, it wouldn't have made sense. But we're not all motivated by money all the time. And yes, money is a motivator, but it's not the end all be all. So if you can understand, hey, what is this person motivated by? She knew my motivation was, can we have this done by Friday end of day, right? understanding what the motivation is and then really saying, hey, what can I bring to the table to propose a win-win scenario for both of us? So what I suggest in this scenario when you're ready to propose a potential win-win is just asking, hey, I have an alternate idea that might be really interesting to you. Would you be open to hearing it? No pressure. You're not you know, putting any pressure on anybody to do anything in a certain way. You're just saying, hey, I have this idea. It's not what's been proposed already. I think it could be interesting. Will you listen? Or you can say, hey, I understand your goal is to do this. In my example, hey, I understand your goal is to have an additional design box by Friday end of day. Is there a way we could do that project and also do my thing over here? Um, If there was a way to do that, would you be interested in what that could look like? And so you can kind of just hint at, hey, there might be a way we could both win here. Are you open to just listening to the proposal? Which brings us to, um, finally, the third piece of the negotiation, which is really negotiating the terms. So there are two rules of negotiation that I have lived by. I've been taught, you breathe, live, die by these rules. Rule number one, if you take nothing away from the CEO School podcast ever, I hope it is this. Dave Brooks has told me this, my dad, my entire life. You never know unless you ask, and the worst they can say is no. I'm going to say that again. You never know unless you ask, and the worst they can say is no. In that scenario, if my designer had not asked that question, she never would have known if it had been a possibility. And worst case scenario, I said, hey, no, not happening, right? And I think sometimes we work up these ideas in our head like it's they're going to shoot us down or they're going to fire me or everything's going to go terribly wrong. They're going to think I'm greedy. I'm asking for too much. But the reality is, unless you say, hey, here's an idea I have. You're never going to know if the answer is yes or no. And no is not the worst thing that could ever happen. So you never know unless you ask. And the worst they can say is no. So I want to give you an example of this in real life terms. When I was first investing in my business, my nutrition company, and many of you may have heard this story before, I wanted to invest my first dollars back into the business. And it was $2,000. And I went to my husband and I said, hey, uh, I want to do this course. It's phenomenal. And he said no. And he had a list of a million reasons why. And, um, you know, we couldn't afford it. Time. What if I didn't make the investment back? You know, all these valid reasons. Not that if you've heard me talk about this before, not that I need permission from a man, but, you know, we both learned a lot and come a long way from the beginning of our marriage. And so in that setting, when he did say no, so if you go to somebody and you ask for something and they say no, Rule number two of negotiation is never accept the first offer. So no is actually not the worst thing that can happen. And no doesn't mean never. No doesn't mean absolutely not, except in the case of sexual consent. (laughs) No means no. But in other scenarios, no might mean not in this way, or we got to find a different scenario or a different set of terms that we can both agree to. So what I recommend if somebody comes to you and says no, just flat no, say to them, hey, help me understand. Help me understand why you're not comfortable with this arrangement. Help me understand it's not attacking. It's not aggressive. You're just really, truly saying, hey, I want to understand where you're coming from and put myself in your shoes. Um, And then what I would, would suggest at that point is 
suggest a plan to really meet them halfway. So in that scenario with my husband, what I did was I said, hey, I understand you're anxious about making this investment and not making it back. So here's what I suggest. I'm going to commit to you that in the next three months, I'm going to sign six clients at $500 a piece or whatever it was in the next 12 weeks to be able to make the investment back in full. And here's how I'm going to do it. And I came with a full action plan of how I was going to actually do what I said I was going to do. So that worst case scenario, I would at least make the investment back. And with that, what I did was I took the risk away from him. So putting that contingency plan in place, you know, I'm, I'm saying, here's what I'm going to do. And by the way, and I'm pretty sure I said this, <laughs> by the way, if I don't do this, if I don't do what I said I was going to do, I'll never ask to invest another cent of like our family money again, right? Maybe I wouldn't say something that strong again, but at the time, that's what I did to win the negotiation. I said, here's my plan. Here's what I'm going to do. Watch me. I'm going to make this investment back in full. And if I don't, then fine, we won't have this conversation ever again. And I think that's something that you can do if you're negotiating family time, you know? Hey, here's my suggestion. On Monday, we do our family. um, And then on the following Monday, 14 days later, who knows, holidays this year are crazy with COVID and who knows how much of your families you're going to be able to see. But having this in your back pocket, when someone says no, it means, okay, no to those terms. How can I create a different set of terms or propose an action plan that's going to take the risk away from them? So similarly in a business setting, okay, maybe you uh, have proposed a brand deal to a brand and you say, here's how much you know, I should be paid $10,000 for this deal. It's how much I'd like to ask for X, Y, Z. And if they say no, you can say, okay, you know, I understand. Help me understand. And maybe they say, wow, we're worried about performance. And what if engagement is low? And what if we don't get the sales out of it we were expecting? And you can actually take that risk off of them. You can say, hey, I understand. I also want this to be an incredibly successful campaign for us. So here's what I suggest. I suggest that I get paid $5,000 upfront because it is a lot of work to create these images, to build the community that I've built. And I believe that that's fair for the scope of work today. And then what I would like to also negotiate is a $5,000 bonus if we hit a certain goal. So if you hit X number of sales within using the coupon code within X number of hours, and so you're creating a contingency plan for them, right? All of a sudden, there's no risk. There's only upside for them. When they win, you win. And so that is really what I want you to start thinking about when someone tells you no in the context of business or I feel like I need to be very clear. Anything outside of sexual consent, there's always an opportunity to find another way to make it happen. So to recap here, the first thing I want you to do in any negotiation scenario, whether you are negotiating for a raise, a bonus, more time with your family versus the in-laws over the holidays, I want you to start by really truly taking the time to understand the other party's motivation. What's motivating them? What is the best case scenario for them? And what would be considered a win for them? Once you understand that, propose a win-win scenario. Here's how you get what you want, and I also get what I want. Here's another phenomenal example of this. Um, We did deals like this growing up all the time, and I said, hey, I want to be able to have a sleepover at my friend's house. You want me to get good grades, so if I get X number of grades in my report card, I will get X number of sleepovers with friends. And that was a real deal that um, 15-year-old Shannon created because you're creating a win-win scenario. And then number three, negotiate the terms. So remember, you never know unless you ask, and the worst they can say is no. So ask, 
ask for more and never accept the first offer. If the answer is no, there is a way to create a contingency plan and still create a win-win for both parties. And um, if the answer is yes, but not exactly in the way that you want it, you always have the opportunity to negotiate the terms of the deal, to ask for more, really thinking about what it is that you want. If you come in negotiating, uh, again, say you're negotiating with your photographer and you propose a $10,000 contract with a brand and you know maybe they say no, but what you really want is consistency. You want to know this brand's going to hire you every single quarter. So maybe you're willing to do it at $8,000 with a year-long contract so that over the course of a year, it's a $32,000 deal. So really asking yourself, what do I want here? And how can we create a win-win scenario? So that is Negotiation 101. I hope it's phenomenally helpful for you in your business and personal relationships. So thanks for listening. Cannot wait to hear about all of the negotiations you do moving forward. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Follow us at CEO School on Instagram for show notes, inspiration, and exclusive behind the scenes that you won't find anywhere else. We also have an absolutely incredible resource for you. It's the seven lessons we learned building million dollar businesses. These are complete game changers and we want to give it to you absolutely free. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast, why you love the show, screenshot the review, and email it to hello at ceoschoolpodcast.com and we'll send it your way.